0: This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. This is part three of the accountability series, why a coach can change everything for you. I remember an early conversation I was having with my partner, Jay Pavazan. we were talking about what does it mean to have accountability in your life? Jay explained that there are different levels of accountability. You can hold yourself accountable by using tools like a 411 or a 66 day challenge or using a one thing planner. Some people will bring accountability in their world by having an accountability partner appear that they make a commitment to holding each other accountable. And then as you work your way up the ladder, there is a level that we would consider is the highest level of accountability. And that's when you have a coach somebody that you get into a professional relationship with. You pay them to hold you accountable to doing the things you said you would do. A lot of people have questions about, what does it actually mean to have a coach? How do I know if it's the right fit for me? What does that relationship look like? How do I need to show up so I get the most out of this relationship possible? That is what we are talking about here today. The woman that you are going to meet has built multiple big businesses. She has a great track record as a coach. She is one of the coaches who coaches to the one thing inside of our sister company, Maps Business Coaching. And she also happens to be my coach. So she's the one that holds me accountable on a weekly basis and does not let me buy into my own limiting beliefs. You're really going to enjoy this conversation. If you find yourself looking up and saying, hey, I want to learn more if this might be a fit for me, head over to theonething.com slash training. There's two ways that you can get involved with coaching. If you want to actually explore what it's like to have a one-on-one coach, you will see the coaching and corporate section on that page. And you can learn more about what it's like to get a coach or become a coach inside our ecosystem. And at a very basic level, under the foundation courses, you will see more about joining our community. If you're not ready to have a one-on-one coach yet want some more accountability and a community in your life, check out Living Your One Thing. Both those options will be available to you. With that, let's get into this conversation with Charlotte Savoy.
1: Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Charlotte, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: It is it is our pleasure. So um, I talked a little bit about your background. What is it? What does it mean to be a coach? What does it mean to get coaching?
2: Oh, uh, what does it mean to be a coach and to give coaching? I guess to have coaching is two different things. I think, at least for me, becoming a coach was a natural progression in starting businesses and growing businesses and growing as a leader in all of in all of the things that I've done for the last 20 years, I've had coaches. Sometimes I've had mentors. Sometimes I've had consultants. Sometimes I've had coaches. And about seven or eight years ago, I hired a really great business coach and had that coach for about five years. And now today, that's the reason that I'm in coaching is what I realized is, is that the evolution of my leadership and my development was to pour into other businesses and other and other owners and and provide that level of support that I was getting from from my coach.
0: That's awesome. that's awesome. Now you mentioned you've had coach and tours consultants. How would you describe the difference between those three?
2: So I think well number one, uh, you know a coach is somebody who stands with you on the front lines of your business and takes a stand for you and your success, even when you won't. It's somebody who holds you accountable to the goals that you set for yourself. And I think it's somebody who helps you see a perspective in your business and in your life that generally you couldn't possibly see because you're the one in the weeds doing the work. And so um, I think it's somebody who helps you understand that a crisis isn't a crisis until it really is a crisis. It's focusing on planning and not problems. It's shining a light on blind spots that maybe you don't wanna see or that you can't see. Uh, And I think it's really just, it's a partnership. I think uh, with a mentor, you know, mentorship in my experience is usually somebody that, that, that I have sought out or I've seen people seek out for a relationship that's less structured. Um, It's not really focused on improving results or performance. It's kind of like somebody to bounce ideas off of. It usually doesn't have... uh, A mentor relationship doesn't usually have an accountability piece. Um, And generally, a mentor is not somebody that you pay. A a coach is a paid relationship. It's somebody who um, you will show up for differently when you are paying for that relationship. Than a mentor that's just kind of there to, that you don't really have to listen to if you don't want to, and you can if you want to. So I think that's kind of a difference. And then a consultant, you know, in my mind, a consultant is somebody who's an expert in a specific type of business and they're there to provide you with a solution and they kind of own that solution. Whereas in coaching, we're working together to dig through the weeds and get to the root of the problems and then. You will self-discover that a little bit more than the consultant who says, okay, well, here's your problem and here's your answer. As a coach, it's my job to help you figure out what the real root of the challenge is and then build a strategic plan around that to to get ourselves out of it.
0: That's great. When you reflect back on your journey, how did you know that it was time for you to bring a coach into your world?
2: For me, I would say that that's probably. I mean, I would ask the same question of you, Jeff, like when you knew. I, I would say for me, it's anytime I've hit a ceiling of achievement. So when I hit the same results and I'm not seeing a change in, you know, in if it's a sales business, if my sales are the same year after year or my vacation schedule is the same year after year, or my date nights are the same. Like If I'm not evolving and changing, there's usually a missing relationship for me. And that's usually a coach. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I remember it was pretty clear it Was about a year to a year and a half into starting this business when Jay looked at me and said, at some point, you're going to want to consider having a coach. And I looked at him. I said, but you're my one thing, Jay. Why not you? And he said, no, no, no. I'm your partner. And there's a difference between me holding a 411 with you on a weekly basis and and giving you perspective and mentoring and guiding you versus somebody that you're going to pay whose job is to show up as an executive in your business to challenge your thinking, to challenge the vision you're casting, to ensuring that you have the right talent in place, who's fighting for you to stretch beyond what you think is possible. And he says, I can play that role, but it's not my one thing to play that role. That's what a coach is for.
2: Yeah. I love that. And it's I think it's also the relationship is different between somebody who you actually work with. So, Jay is your partner and your mentor and and yet he is his in any relationship like that, the you're not always going to have neutrality in the... His ability to be entirely unbiased and neutral couldn't possibly exist all the time because he's tied to the outcome. For me, as your coach, I'm tied to the relationship. I'm tied to the partnership. I'm tied to your success, but I don't have... Um, I have a different... My interest is in seeing you get what you're after and achieving the goals that you've set. It's, it's a different type of uh, relationship and conversation, I think.
0: Yeah. So from a high level, what I'm hearing is if you're the type of person that is looking to achieve big things and you see that you're hitting a ceiling of achievement, you're missing a person. I've heard Gary say this. You're in the form of leverage, like somebody you need to hire, or you might be missing a coach who's going to hold you accountable to stretching you and helping you achieve more than you thought possible. Yeah,
2: for sure. And I think um, I think one of the things that I've heard regularly from people is, well, I don't know if, if coaching would work for me because I'm already pretty accountable or I'm, I don't think I need accountability. I think depending on your behavior profile and how you operate, the type of coaching that you're going to need... Is going to be a little bit different and you're going to have a different need. So, like for me, I'm a driver, I'm uh, hard driving, I move very fast. um, And I get sometimes I'll have a tendency to like roll over people around me because I'm on a mission to accomplish something. And for me, the coach is the relationship where I can say, like, okay, listen, here are the things we're working on. And my coach may slow me down and say, okay, wait a second, like, um let's make sure the strategy of what you're doing is in alignment with your vision and with the people around you like how are they going to win in what you're doing it's 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 so so for somebody who's a driver it's making sure that they accomplish the vision but they do it with their people and through their people and not in lieu of their people for people that are like super outgoing and really focused on the relationships and that kind of thing sometimes coaching where it's going to be a benefit is bringing consistency to the business and just and having it not be floating based on what's happening that week and 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 who they're meeting with and what they're doing but it's bringing some consistent conversation and then you've got other people who are More strategic thinkers, and they're really into their spreadsheets and like that kind of thing. And a coach can help you execute through people that way, where it might not be something you're naturally wired to do, but by asking the right questions, we can bring you out of that and help you execute through the people. And then, you know, a lot of people just need somebody so they're not doing it alone. Maybe they need help taking risks. Maybe they need help not being so conservative. Conservative is good until it's not. Sometimes you have to drive a little bit harder and having that relationship will help you kind of push through those barriers that you might be having. Well,
0: you're saying something that I've heard Abe Shreve say. So, For people who don't know, Abe is my equivalent on the coaching company side. So our company is around creating content and training around the one thing. And ultimately, we knew we had a need for a coaching company. And Gary said early on, that's not your one thing. That's that's somebody else. It's very specific. So that's Abe. He started the company of MAPS Business Coaching, which Charlotte is building her her company inside of. And I remember Abe just saying, if, if, if you're on the front line of your business by yourself, you're making it harder than it needs to be. And I think all of us can resonate with the time when we were really struggling with something and we were doing it alone. And we're guessing and we just wished that we had that person who could bring a fresh perspective or who could challenge us differently. And um, I think that's what's, what, what this looks like. When's a time in your life, Charlotte, when you were doing something alone? It was harder than it needed to be. And then you had that person come in as a partner to, to help you.
2: I think you know naturally um I because I'm a driver and I'm a doer and I'm a move fast kind of person I'm actually naturally wired to do that all the time. So for hmm. me I've kind of I've I've put measures in place where I have coaches all around me. Abe is actually my coach and I have a fitness coach and a nutrition coach and a which I just hired. I mean I'm you know like because I've recognized it's an area of weakness where I've been doing all of these things um and being really creative around okay well maybe we'll try this diet this week or maybe we'll only eat this or let's go do and what i realized is is i despite the fact that i am a really accountable person who is driven to find success i actually perform better with a coach so i just literally just hired a nutrition coach and a fitness coach this week I think I think everybody is naturally wired to be entrepreneurial and not necessarily to go and seek out the models and the systems. And I think that's truthfully for me, that's what my coach has done. And that's what I hope I do for the clients of our company is getting you sometimes to slow down and say, wait, 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 what you just said, let's dig deeper. It's hearing the things that you're not saying because you're moving so fast to build it. And, and digging through and uncovering some of that so that we can build it um, with a stronger base and build it faster yeah. so let's let's talk
0: about accountability a little more because the, the topic of this was why getting a coach changes everything and that foundation is that accountability relationship what how do you define accountability and what does that look like in this type of a partnership
2: so I think there's there's uh there's two different types of specific accountability, right? There's inspirational accountability and then there's punitive um, accountability. Most people are, are geared to move towards pleasure or pain. Um, a lot of people move you know, away from pain more than they move towards pleasure. So I think the honest answer to that question is, is it actually depends on you. What works... You know, what Abe does in my coaching relationship with him works for me. But if I tried the same thing with you, it wouldn't necessarily work with you. Some coaches create like a level 10 discomfort and it completely creates fatigue. Sometimes sometimes it's me being disappointed and sometimes it's me being more intense. And I think the reality is, is that... In what we're doing when we're matching people with coaches, we're doing a lot of question asking and we're working together to figure out what does accountability need to be for you? So I would ask the question of you. In our relationship, what does accountability look like for you? Is it the same every week or is it different?
0: Accountability means, for me, and we're really narrowing our focus to the things that matter most and being unwavering with it, that that goal is the goal. And one of the first things I said to you is, I can outcoach a lot of people. Don't let me outcoach you. Yeah. And and I will talk myself out of every single situation, and you can't buy into my BS. So accountability to me looks like somebody who's going to be really clear on what we're marching toward together. And when I'm telling a story, they're not. Yeah, I th-
2: I, I agree with you a hundred percent. That was like. Literally one of the best things you ever said to me, because I thought, wow, this is a guy who like really knows himself and and you allow me to stop you dead in your tracks. And by the way, every week is not like that. There are some weeks that are a little bit uncomfortable and not every week is like that. And when it gets, you've given me permission to go there. And when it goes there, it is truly coming from a place of i care about you and your business and your goals and what we're building and what we're creating and the opportunities that we're creating for other people that matters to me and it matters to me enough to not let you feed yourself and then me a bunch of bs we we that it you know that's what standing on the front lines is to say wait 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 go back like, mm-hmm. are you sure? You know, it's, it's really digging into that. And, and accountability, sometimes that's all it is, is just digging in harder and harder and harder. It's not punishment per se. Now, I did, listen, we've got, uh, everybody needs something different. I've had people have to write checks um, and mail them to me. And if they didn't do their homework for the week because they hadn't done it three times, they had to send it in to the politician they didn't like. Like th- I've seen all different kinds of things, but it's something that we create together. It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of deal.
0: Yeah. So from a high level, I'm hearing it's it's holding yourself able to do what you're going to do. And what that looks like is really unique to you. I guess, Mm -hmm. what can somebody, if they don't have the self-awareness of what it looks like for them, what are some questions they can ask themselves so they might be able to understand what does accountability look like for me?
2: Uh, That's a good question. I mean, I I would say when in your life have you tried something and been successful and what were the pieces inside of that? If you had to, to pick it apart and figure out, okay, I had a goal of this and I hit it, what are the things that I did consistently or that kept me on track versus where did I set a goal and I didn't hit it and what got in the way of me hitting it. And we would probably start there and and say, okay, so you had a goal of losing 20 pounds and you did it, how did you do it? What specifically? And we dig, dig, dig. Oh, okay, so you set an alarm clock every morning and you did this and you did this. So accountability for you looks like structure and consistent follow-up or consistent feedback or... um, I think you just have to dig into it that way. But that's the question I would probably ask is, when did I win and how did I win? And when did I lose and and what got in the way of me winning?
0: We know many of you who are listening to this episode might be looking for more accountability in your life because you might be starting a side business. If so, you know how challenging it is to balance the existing obligations of your day job while also having time to start this side business while still actually having a personal life. And in this episode, we wanted to spotlight one of our Living Your One Thing community members. Her name's Mary. During the day, Mary works in public relations and she found a way to take her love and skill of public relations to combine it with her passion for helping animals helping specifically starting a side business to help pet companies with their public relations. Yet, like many of you, she struggled to strike that counterbalance. She struggled to not be working all the time. And that's when she realized she could benefit from joining a community that would support her in her goals.
2: When I went to Reset, it was completely amazing because I got two new clients the week after. And I had... I I really started focusing on everything that you said and um, getting clarity on what your purpose and your mission are. And I started changing the way I also pitched to different companies. And I had like two new clients like in the span of two days.
0: (laughs) Mary then experienced something many of you experience. You start implementing proven models and systems, you get results, and then life gets in the way. And even though you don't mean to, you stop being as consistent and slip back into your old ways. She needed one thing you and I, we both need.
2: You know, I, I just, a lot of times I need reinforcement.
0: We all need reinforcements, folks a consistent reminder to do the one thing that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. The good news is, as a member of our Living Your One Thing community, she has access to all the reinforcements she could need. She simply needed to be reminded that it was there waiting for her. She needed a little bit of accountability. Can I give you direction? Yes. Okay, this is what you need. Like You just said, I need reinforcement. That's what this Mm -hmm. is. So here's what you get as an annual member. First, you get access to every foundational course we create. So right now there's two foundational courses in your library that you may or may not have taken. One is get results with the 411, which will... Are you using a weekly 411, Mary? Yes.
2: Yep. And I actually did okay,
0: great. Watch that one. Okay, great. I'd say you need to bunker down on the 411 even more and really go on a path to mastering that it sounds like the element of the membership you're not taking advantage of is every month we do a group coaching call which was this monday when you go to the one thing dot com slash training at the very top you'll see a thing to log in or to sign in enter your credentials and you'll you're gonna have a ton of courses in there look for the one that says monthly group coaching calls okay If somebody's looking up and they're going, all right, I'm at a ceiling of achievement. I, I understand this idea. I'm doing it by myself. And if I had somebody who was a partner in this, who was actually holding me to greatness when I'm fighting for limitations, things might be easier or unnecessary. How does somebody figure out if a coach is the right coach for them?
2: Um, so, I th- well, I think... It depends. I mean, it, in our organization at Mass Business Coaching and, and my coaching company, what the, there's a a really in depth process to get to know the person and their business. And ideally, we would match you with the right coach. If you currently have a coach and you're not sure if that coach is the right coach for you, what I would say is that it is. And keep me honest on this because I'm your coach, and this is my goal, and I hope that this is. I hope and believe this is what our relationship is like. But I would say that it's if you don't truly believe that that person is a partner in your business and they they care and understand about the needs of your business, your big why, how it affects your family, what's at stake, what it means to win, if that person doesn't feel like a true partner to you, that's probably not the right coach for you.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I also remember... When we were right before our first call, you asked a question of what are the top three things that we would absolutely have to focus on and succeed in for this to be a win for you. Yeah. And I remember taking the time because I've got to imagine from your standpoint, you can look at that and ask the honest question, can I be a partner in this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you know. I think one of the cool things. So I've had, like I said, lots of different coaches, lots of different mentors, things like that. In some of the coaching relationships that I've had, I signed up, I hired a coach, I signed a one-year contract, I had the same coach, and if that coach wasn't the right fit for me, I was kind of stuck. Um, I think what's really cool and and different about what we're building is the reason I asked you those questions was because. A, I really deeply want to know, how how do we know when we're winning? Because all of our goals need to be specific and measurable. And B, am I the right person for that? And if I'm not, guess what? I'm going to tell you I'm not the right coach for you. And I'm going to introduce you to the person who is. A great coach is literally sometimes going to tell you when it's time to transition because you've got a different need than is maybe their strength or their skill set. And you know, I'm really lucky that Abe and i Abe and I coached together for five years, and that's i pretty much that's on i think unheard of most of most of the coaching relationships that I see are three months, six months, twelve months, a couple of years, but like they don't last forever because it's it's not unreasonable to want a different perspective to have a different mm-hmm. need. You know you might have financial stuff you need to start working on, and maybe I'm not the best person for that because my strength is accountability, not financials. And so we might say, hey, listen, we're moving into this, this thing. And I actually have somebody that I'd like you to have a call with because I think they'd be a really good... That's a good coaching relationship when maybe you don't even have to ask for it, but they say, how about a different perspective?
0: Yeah. And and I think this is refreshing because even to hear that when you look at the track record to say that it was the the... Relationship with that client was three months, six months, a year, a few years. But for you and Abe to be going five years is rare. I think it, from a client perspective,
2: yeah, it's yeah. unheard of. And guess what? We're in partnership now. That's why. That's why I'm building a, a coaching company inside of what he and Gary are building because we developed that relationship. It's that rare and that unheard of. It's not unheard of to to, to work with a coach for six months. I, I, I have, I have one coaching client who every uh, 120 days switches coaches. And I think it's brilliant because, because they're very clear on what the goal is. We work only on that and then we switch and we get a different perspective. And sometimes those goals change because of the perspective that they're getting. I think it's brilliant.
0: Okay, so what does it look like if if somebody's listening and they're going, okay, I can imagine getting in a relationship with a coach, but you develop a relationship that you might feel bad to say, I want a new perspective. Yeah. How does somebody begin to have that conversation in a way that doesn't feel as awkward?
2: Uh, well... Uh- If they're currently coaching with somebody that is not part of what we're doing at The One Thing in Mass Business Coaching, I think um, I probably would just look at it from a perspective of, yes, it's an uncomfortable conversation. Yes, it's hard to hurt somebody's feelings. It's harder to continue to spend money and time invested in a relationship that's not producing the results. Because in the end, your family is the one paying the price for that. And that's not okay because if you're not achieving your goals and you're not hitting your numbers and you're not hitting all the things that you're after your livelihood is at risk and you matter more than than hurting somebody's feelings you know what i mean yeah. like uh, it's it's that important it's just that important
0: it's interesting it's it's almost like you that pain and discomfort in the moment is so real and so present and the the pain or discomfort of not growing your business the way that you wanted to or not investing as much time with your family the way that you wanted to that that pain is too far away in the future to actually realize it and be
2: able to compare it yeah you know and i and i would say this if you're not sure you know, reach out to us. I mean, the thing is this listen, we're nobody here is here to sell coaching. This isn't a pair of pants or a pair of shoes or something you can buy, right? Like, we're How does we it are, fit? <laughs> right. We are coaching is not a one size fits all solution. So, if you have a coach and you're not sure if it's the right coach, um, reach out to us. We'll do an assessment. We'll do a deep dive into your business and what you're doing and how you're growing and how your numbers are changing and give you an honest assessment of like, you know, and then maybe coach you through. Well, here's how you could have the conversation. Here's how you could have the dialogue. Or you know what? What if you went back to your coach and said, hey, listen, I really want you to do this. I'd love it if you would hold me accountable in this way or if our calls would look like this um, and give them a shot to make it work. And if they don't, then come back and see us. Um but it's too important. It's it's just too important. Everything in your future hinges on you honoring the commitments that you make to yourself every week. And if that coach isn't helping hold you accountable to that, you lose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and if people are, are interested, you go to the one thing.com slash training. That's with the number one in the URL. You'll see information on, on coaching there and you can have a call with, with one of the coaches. But um I think there's something that's really Interesting that you're saying in that. And it's kind of setting the expectations up front. I mean, you told me early on, um, hey, just a heads up, at some point, if I feel like I'm no longer the best coach for you, I'm going to tell you that and we'll offer other suggestions. And I think one of the interesting things is if somebody's getting into this type of a relationship to ask the question, hey, if we fast forward and I feel like it's not working, how would you like me to bring that up with you and let them tell you how you can tell them that it's not working?
2: it's just an expectations conversation, right? It could be, they could say, Hey, listen, that's cool. Just email me. They could say, let's have a conversation about it. They could say call so-and-so. I mean, it is, it's just an expectations dialogue and the right coach is always going to be checking in with you. Are we covering the right thing? That's one of the things that Abe does with me regularly. You know, are we covering the right thing? Did we talk about the right thing? So, you're
0: you're talking about, you're you're doing something interesting here because I think this is a really important topic to cover. Which is, I know when I got into my first coaching relationship, I had this expectation from where I don't know, but that I would show up to the conversation and that my coach would ask these questions, that the heavens would open up from above me and light would shine down on me, and I would have this unprecedented clarity, and every call would blow my freaking mind. Right. And yeah. there were times when I did not, because I did not drive the conversation, because I did not own the call. Sometimes I didn't feel like I got the value. What mm. can someone do to own the relationship and ensure that they get max value? Wow. That's a great question.
2: I, um, I think you're a great example of a coaching relationship that works. I mean, the key here is we're partners, which means if, if you have a partner in a business, you don't show up to your, you know, your monthly meeting completely unprepared and you have no numbers and no data and show up and say like, okay, what's up? What are we doing? Like, no, we're partners. So um, that relationship should be relatively structured. Um, There should be vital signs and scoreboards and um, homework that we are checking every single week. And so you as my partner, my expectation is that you're going to, if you make a commitment that week, whether it's one commitment, two commitments, five commitments, that you're going to hit them and you're going to honor them. And when you show up for the call, I'm going to show up and keep it structured and say, okay, great, let's start with your homework. How'd you do on this? How'd you do on this? Tell me about this. What did you learn? And we talk through that, and then looking through those vital signs every single time. And if if you, as my partner, don't have a you know, aren't we, I was just going to say PL and I'm sure that's a terrifying word to a lot of people on the call. We build P Ls together. That there are a lot of things that. As coaches, we have to help you build that don't just exist. But once they're built, if if our second call of the month is reviewing all of your vital signs and your P&L and you just don't do it, guess what? You're going to be really disappointed because I my ability to coach when I don't have the data that we were going to be talking about, that's going to be tough. And then, and then what you're going to get into is you're going to get into what I, what I personally have experienced and I know a lot of people have, which is situational coaching, which is like, okay, what's the fire of the week? Okay, let me tell you what happened and uh, I need your help with this. That type of coaching is, is not actually necessarily effective. Is it necessary sometimes? Yes. Very serious issues will come up that get immediate attention. So and so quit. Okay, stop everything. Let's talk about it. But the drama of the week or the fire of the week or the crisis of the week should not actually be an indication of how your coaching call is going to go every week. It it should be more structured than that. And we both should have a clear agenda ahead of time of of what we're talking about. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you, you touched on something that I think is interesting, which was the metrics, the vital signs, the scoreboard. Regardless of whether you own the business or a leader inside the business or an individual contributor inside the business, how many of you... Right now, actually have clear metrics on what success in your role looks like. It is specific and it's measurable and you could rattle them off to us. If so, (laughs) put yes in the questions box. If not, do a question mark. This will be interesting just to see. Yeah. Okay. We're about... We're about... 60 question marks, 40% yeses, which is better than I expected. Uh, a few years ago, I would have been one of those question marks. And I remember we were probably, gosh, right around two years into building this business. And I had a call with Tony DiSello, who's a, another one of the coaches inside our world. Guy has like 20,000 hours under his belt as a coach. And he asked me when we were talking about certain things in the business, he said how do you know if you're successful? And I said, I told him like, well, we need to be at this point by the end of this year. And he said, well, are you on track? Yes or no? And I went, I think so. And he goes, you think so? What do you mean you think so? Where exactly do you have to be today? And my, my answer was, and he said, can you show me your scoreboard of where you should be right now, year to date? I couldn't show it to him. And he said, we're ending the call right now. And between now and our next call, you have to get a scoreboard in place. And so I worked to get an Excel sheet and then I shot a little video and showed my virtual assistant how on a daily basis to update it so I knew exactly where we stood. And that changed everything. To yeah. understand it, by the end of this month, we have to be at 1,000 and we're currently at 937. So we have a gap of 63. What are we going to do between now and the end of this month to close that 63 gap?
2: It was just eye-opening. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then probably on the next call, I would imagine it was, okay, great. So your gap is this. What specifically are you going to do? And then you may have rattled off 20 different things. And then, you're, then Tony likely, or if it was me, would have said, okay, great, let's narrow that. The last time that we had an increase of this, what were the, what were the three things that we did? Great. Now, what what's the one thing that can get the most? It's really just chunking it down and chunking it down and chunking it down and narrowing that focus so that you can get those results that you're after. Because because well, that was our call. call yesterday. As, right. <laughs> literally, yes. Literally, literally, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, yeah. and it's interesting. I think how many of you can can identify with being in that position where you are so in the weeds and you're so busy taking action. And there's, everything is so busy and so much is changing around you. And you're just, there's so much that needs to be done that sometimes you just feel lost. If so, put me in the questions box. My hand's up, Charlotte's hand is up. Yeah. In, in, in those moments, having that person that's going to ask that question and go, great, what's everything you could do? What are the things you should do? Rank them in order of priority. Great, that's number one what can you
2: do this week to move the ball yeah stop doing and, everything else go do that yeah and then it's it's even asking so from a coach's perspective i get it like you're you're literally in the weeds I, i'm fortunate enough not to be right in those weeds so my question around that would be okay great where can we get help where do we have leverage and you're like i don't have leverage right no no no, no. like we do we definitely do like look around you can we find it here? Can we find it here? It's, it's seeing a different perspective that when you're in those weeds, it's just impossible. You, yeah. you think you have no support, no leverage, no time, no money, no, I can't do this. Like, um, but, a, but the perspective that a coach has is just completely different. It's way up here. And we're seeing something. We're seeing roadblocks that are coming ahead of you. We're seeing landmines that you're about to run. And we're seeing where there's a clear path. Like, hey, we had a clear path back this way. And if we pivot just a little bit, we can get right back there. And it's helping you sometimes, I think. um, Sometimes my favorite coaching calls are the ones where we find, where I have to stop you and say, okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, I get it. We didn't hit our goal this week and we missed this and we missed this and we missed this. Where did we win? Because I really think that the biggest challenge people who are on this webinar and driving for success and for goals and that kind of thing, is we get so busy climbing the mountain that we forget to turn around and look down and say, Oh my gosh, look how high on the mountain I am. Because it just feels like a grind. And sometimes, sometimes I think um, that's one of Abe's strengths um, is because I'm a doer and I'm um, one of those people who's always focusing on like, what's next, what's next, what's next. That having somebody just say, Hey, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but like you you had these nine things on your vision board for the whole year. You've already hit them and it's July. Like that's a big deal, dude. Like stop and let's talk about it. So coaching isn't always necessarily accountability and how'd you do and do it harder and do it better. Sometimes it's celebrating the win, which is as important, if not more.
0: Yeah. Well, everything that you're saying is, is summarized by something I heard a mentor of mine say early on, which is, it's tough to read the label when you're inside the box. Yes. That's so we're awesome. all in our own box called our life. Yes. Whether mm-hmm. it be the, the limited perspective or stopping to smell the roses and celebrating the successes. It's just it's tough to read the label when you're inside the box. What what I would love to do for the people who are here live is this is for you folks. This is in service of you. Folks, you have been asking questions about this, which is why we're dedicating the one webinar we do a month to this topic. What questions do you have? You've got Charlotte here. We can answer them. And while those come in, I want to share with you. Uh, I'm going to share my screen here real quick. You should be able to see my screen. It says The One Thing. So when you go to theonething.com, that's with the number one in the URL, and click on the Training tab, this is where everything that you need as it pertains to training around The One Thing is. And you will see that we have this coaching and corporate section. So for those of you, if you are interested in exploring what this might look like, you can click on Get a One Thing Coach. Submit your interest, and one of our one thing coaches, someone like Charlotte, will call you. It's not a sales call; they are genuinely calling to ask you questions to get a better sense of where you need help most and if it's the right fit. And for those of you, if you're going, gosh, I love this idea of becoming a coach. We're looking for coaches. You can also submit interest there as well. And for those of you, if you feel like you might not quite be ready for a coach yet, um, that's where we would encourage you under the foundational or the very actually the very top says the one thing click Learn More, you can learn more about our Living Your One Thing community. Whether you have a coach or not, being in a community of people that are practicing the principles of the one thing is immense value. Because the investment in a coach is a real investment. And if your coach has to train you on the principles, you're actually not getting the full ROI versus if you knew the models, you knew the systems, and then they could coach you in your implementation of them. Yeah. So that's all available at theonething.com slash training. All right, so let's see if we ha- what questions we have at this point. Danielle, what are your thoughts on whether the better coaches are certified or not?
2: Um, certify so so certifications. Um, that's kind of like a that's such a broad term, right? Like there's all different kinds of certifications that a, a coach can get. And at the same time, I could pay $5,000 to go into a room and spend a half a day uh, learning principles and materials and doesn't actually make me a great coach. That's my personal belief. I think certifications are important. I think understanding your skill and your craft and your trade and the the things that you're um, coaching to is super important. And yet... I don't know that a whole bunch of letters behind your name actually makes you a better coach than someone who doesn't, doesn't have that. And I think the right coach for you is the right coach for you, whether they have a thousand certifications or no certifications or 10 certifications. I think it's a, it's, it's a relationship more than it is a specific certification. Jeff, what do you think about that?
0: Um, I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with, I mean this with incredible uh, empathy and respect, which is, I think going out and getting a certification is an awesome thing. And we were having a conversation with a large company recently about us bringing the models of the one thing into their organization. We were talking about the tools like the 411. And this individual said, a fool with a tool is still a fool. So, help me understand how we're going to go beyond a tool and actually draw results. So, I say that again with complete respect in saying, if they have a certification, fantastic. Now, let's explore how this actually looks in the relationship. How can I feel that you're going to be that partner with me on the front line of my business? Because I think we all know there are people out there who go out and just, um, they're lifelong learners and, they will rack up degrees or rack up certifications, but they don't actually have the track record of implementing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's, that's how I would answer that. Have you heard about Gusto? Gusto's one thing is helping small business owners run payroll and file taxes. Something that for many of us business owners, isn't our one thing. And if you're still wearing those hats, you have an awesome opportunity to seek leverage. So many of the old payroll processors out there were not designed for the way that modern businesses operate today, and Gusto is. That's why 90% of customers say that switching to Gusto was easy. 85% of them say running payroll is now easier than it was with their previous provider. And 74% of customers say that it takes them 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. It's because Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. It works with you. Unlimited payrolls, off-cycle payrolls, multiple states, multiple schedules, you name it. Gusto works with you. Everything in one place, all online, so that you can stay organized and take care of your business. And it integrates with your favorite tools to make your life easier. Tools like QuickBooks, Xero, Google, and more. Gusto's turning old-school payroll on its head, and it's getting even better. It's why they won Best Online Payroll for 2018. Listeners of the One Thing Podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. You can try a demo and see for yourself today at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot slash O-N-E. Gusto.com slash one. Uh, Mike, I'm just starting with the one thing and I'm looking forward to getting deeper into it. I feel like I have uh, great ideas. I'm in a relationship builder, culture uh, my my vision is not awesome. I just feel like I need more structure to my days, to be more organized. Can a coach help me with this to to get it all together?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's that's literally that is a huge need that a lot of people have which is just structure. You know, there are Knowing the 411 and understanding the 411 and actually implementing the 411 every day is hard. It's hard. And I will I will tell you that I believe I am one of the most intentional people that you will ever meet. And I am highly accountable. And I'm, I hope and believe that I'm pretty coachable. And guess what? When my coach is on vacation, guess who doesn't do her 411? This girl. <laughs> I know, like it's. I mean, I'm it's the like wrong a 50 person 50 to say that, that too. <laughs> I know, it's like a 50-50 shot. Like it's not unheard of that I wouldn't do it, and 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 that's because human nature allow it puts us in a place where um, when you have somebody looking at that and you actually are reporting your numbers and your four one one and those to somebody else who's going to ask you the question of did you do what you say you're going to do. Um, you show up a little bit differently in life. So yeah, yeah, like that I think is exactly what a coach is there to do, is to to help you build, okay, what do my time blocks need to look like? What is the thing that I'm focusing on? Let's start with my GPS. Let's put it into my 411. And then what are the activities I'm going to do this week? And then the accountability around that, that's actually exactly what coaching is. Don't you think, Jeff?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mike, I, I love the question. And the, the thing that came to my mind, which which we haven't talked about yet, Charlotte, is the, the, the five models. I and mean, when we look at if you're struggling getting clarity on what your one thing is, and you're struggling, you might be time blocking those priorities, but you're struggling to defend them. You're struggling to come up with ways to say no. I mean, all of the principles of the one thing is rolled up into one model called the accountability model. And that's just one of five that can be coached to. Charlotte, walk us through some of the other ones that somebody might go, Oh, like that's exactly what I need help with.
2: Yeah. So we have the organizational model, which is um, our system for finding, hiring, training, leading talent, and then building the company's culture. So sometimes when you're struggling to hit um, your goals and you're doing, 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 and running a million miles an hour... um, Sometimes you're missing a who, and that who looks like digging into your org chart and figuring out where the gaps are and where the missing people are. We have a budget model, uh, which is where we work through your budget and your numbers to focus on extreme profitability and really giving you frontline financial support, profit and loss reviews. Listen, we're not accountants, I'm not a tax advisor, and yet sometimes when you have somebody to review those numbers and those financials with you, they can point out something that you wouldn't necessarily notice because it's just something you've done every month for 10 years. So, But having somebody dig into it and say, well, wait a second. Okay, tell me about this. How long have we been doing it? What's our return on that? How many sales have we generated from that? Where did this... Like Just digging in and asking the questions, not in judgment, just to get the data can change everything for you financially. So that's kind of the budget model. Then there's the accountability model. So that's uh, all the one thing tools that we've talked about. Then you've got economic, which is business planning tools that'll create a, a good, strong foundation and a financial plan that can be tracked around that. And then a lead gen model. No matter what kind of business you're in, there is a lead funnel, a sales funnel. There are tools that will make sure that we're driving client acquisition um at the pace and consistency that you need it. And what's cool about this is for us we call this the wheel of focus. The coolest part to me about coaching is, you know, Jeff, you and I can be working on the organizational model and we find a gap and we find a who that we need to get at it. Okay, so we go into our budgets and we start looking at the financials. So we dig into that piece. Then we need to figure out the ways we're going to get that person hired. We get them hired. And then guess what? The wheel gets a little bit wobbly um, because we might, um, you know, maybe that person we hired is a salesperson. So now we need to go back and look at our lead gen funnel um, and, and see what's working there. So the, the wheel is never really moving all the time in a round circle. It kind of tends to wobble. And we just have to get it back in balance by picking kind of one of the spokes yeah. of this model.
0: Like when I was thinking about as you were going through them, the majority of our time has been spent in either the lead gen model or the organizational model. We're mm-hmm. hiring, we're growing, ensuring that we're hiring the right people and I'm showing up as the right leader. And then from a lead gen standpoint, what do I need to be doing to build the right type of lead gen machines so that there's constant stream of leads? Yeah. It's just what we've and, been focusing.
2: And right on that scoreboard is the the numbers, the P and L. And I all and I always look and know and and I'm able to look at that and say, hey, by the way, if we don't do this, where do you think that's going to show up in your business? And then you have to look at it and say, oh, probably 60 or 90 days. Yeah. So what should we be doing today to prevent that from happening? Because guess what? In every business, we get busy being busy doing the busy stuff mm. and we get to do the lead gen. Right. And then we're not busy being busy because we didn't do lead gen and therefore our sales funnel and it's and it's i think my job as a coach to make sure that we're watching all of those pieces to make sure that it's not wobbling so far out of balance that it's going to fall off the car.
0: Yep, that's right. There there's a great question from Benson which is what do you do Charlotte daily to stay on the top of your game as a coach?
2: That is a great question. So i am a time blocking machine and um, i I follow a four one one and um, I time block um, growth and development, and I time block I time block everything and I read, I study, I listen to other coaching calls i I'm actually growing a, a coaching business, so I'm training coaches and developing coaches and and by doing that, it forces me to be on my game um, and then for my clients, it's reviewing their scoreboards and you know there are times where i mean jeff you and i have a call once a week but is there is there regularly a week where we talk more than once at least by text
0: yeah i, I tend to get lonely <laughs> or you laugh at my jokes and i need to be funny
2: i do laugh at your jokes they are sometimes funny so it's um, so part of that is being being on my game means I'm aware of what's happening in their business. So if you've got a big presentation, if if a client that we have has a big presentation that day, I'm going to send them, I might, uh, this is sort of embarrassing and sort of not, I might literally time block on my calendar, send so-and-so a text at four o'clock today because it matters to me that they were successful in that meeting that they had. So staying on my game, I hope that answers your question, but it's really just about intentional.
0: Yeah, that's great. Uh, there was a a great question from Valerie which is does your coach have to already be where you want to be in business or in life or is that more of a mentor
2: what's your what's your what's your
0: take on that i'm uh, curious i think if i could if i'm i'm asking the question if i had somebody who truly treated me like a partner was engaged in my business and had mastered asking great questions by that person in front of me, or somebody who had already achieved what I wanted to have achieved, which is the thing that actually matters more. And I remember it was what Keith Cunningham said: um, "Smart people have good answers; geniuses have great questions." And I think for me, it's more about having that. You haven't built a content business, turning a book into a online and corporate training company. You don't have that track record yet. I knew that I needed someone to hold my feet to the fire who wouldn't let me outcoach them. And they have said, then you need Charlotte and I'm going to tell you, I told you so.
2: <laughs> I think that's a compliment.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, my my take, Valerie, would be, no, they don't have to. And if they're not, I would stay open-minded and, and see how they are going to bring value.
2: I would agree with that completely. And I would just say that I... Um, I'm literally experiencing this at um, at our coaching company right now, um, where I literally have coaches in our organization that are so good that I actually think they're better than me. And 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 they, you know, like I've been building companies for a long time, and I do have some pretty successful businesses going. And I think they are actually, in some areas, better coaches than me because they're really good at understanding the right questions to ask, hearing what you're not saying, and understanding our models so deeply that it doesn't matter whether they've done that before. I mean, right now, the, the, the types of businesses that we're coaching... I can't even begin... I mean, it is... There's so many different kinds of businesses. And the what they're doing or what they're selling or what they're building matters less than the questions we're asking and digging into the specifics of the models and the financials and the people and the systems and the tools. All of that is what matters. And whether they've built it or not, I don't think that actually matters as much.
0: Yeah. Well, you said something really interesting there is they're hearing what you're not saying. Mm -hmm. And what makes a great business owner does not necessarily make a great coach. A great coach is great at listening, not only at what's being said, but what has not been said. And able to ask great questions to dive in and understand more. And when I think about myself, I don't have the patience for that. (laughs) Me personally, I don't have the patience to listen for what's not being said all the time. And it's why I don't have a coaching roster because I I think I'm a better trainer.
2: Mm. That's interesting that you say that. And, And I don't know that... For me, I'm actually one of the most impatient people you will ever meet in your entire life. Like super impatient. However, I care so deeply about the people who... I'm either creating opportunities for, or with, or around, or in partnership with. That it matters so much to me to slow down and listen to, to, to what they're not saying, because yeah. it matters. And and the best coaching relationships that I've ever had have literally just been that they hear what I'm not saying, and they're asking the right, you know, they're they're asking those good questions, and they don't need to know anything about my business if they can yeah, ask those. questions.
0: Dan, I, I appreciate Dan's question, which he just said, just from a very basic level, what should I expect from a coach?
2: You should expect somebody who is willing to meet you on the front line of your business, somebody who's going to give you help you gain clarity, help you build some strategic plans, help you see the things that you can or can't see or won't see who's literally just... I think it's just taking a stand for you and not allowing you to make the excuses. We, we all don't show up sometimes in the way we're supposed to. And truly, it's a relationship and a partnership that will not allow you to do that and not allow you to trick yourself into thinking you're winning when you're not. And you might be winning in one area, but if, you know, let's say you're hitting your sales goal but you haven't been on a date with your husband in six months and you haven't spent any time with your kids and you haven't had a vacation in two years, that's actually not winning. If, 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 if that's what, I mean, if maybe it is winning, if that's what you want, but if you've told me, I need more time at home and I, and I, and I, I need this and I need this. And I need this, like, then it matters that, that you're after that relationship where they're going to say, okay, great. So you did all that. That's awesome. You hit your sales goal. Good. Did you plan a date this week? Where are you going? What day and time are you going? Did you already make the reservation? Sometimes it's that. So I think it's just a partnership. What do you think?
0: Dan, I think to summarize, it, it's somebody who's going to be a partner in fighting for your possibilities when you might be fighting for limitations. Yeah. And then and he also asked a follow-up question, which is distinction between a trainer and a coach. I mean, a trainer is somebody who goes out, teaches the principles or facilitates a training where people self-discover and learn. Whereas a coach, somebody that is, you are in relationship with on a regular basis to hold you accountable to doing what you said you will do. It is They are not there to teach you all these new models and stuff. That can be part of the relationship, but it's about the execution. And it's, it's just different. So if you feel like you could benefit from having more accountability in your life, you're missing a person or a community. A is, at what level is it right for you? The highest level of accountability is going to be to hire a coach. Because that is a relationship you are making an investment in. They, you're paying them to show up on a regular basis to hold you accountable to your possibilities when you fight for limitations. And for some of you, if coaching is not the right time, the lead domino that you can take is to join a community that's at least living the principles. We have both of those available. So if you go to theonething.com slash training, that's with the number one in the URL, you will see under the foundational courses, or at the very top, you can see the the learn more about the community. Click that learn more button to learn about living your one thing. We do a monthly call every week where we review a 411 as a group and have accountability around it. We've got trainings and we've got a community that will support you. And if you're ready to explore coaching, click on the coaching section. Fill out the information and somebody will follow up with you within the next few days. And you can explore if it's a fit for you or not. Charlotte, considering everything we've talked about, what's the one thing you would want to leave somebody with?
2: I think probably just if you're curious, dig in and find out. Find out what resources are available to you. It's... um, It can be scary, you know. When I hired my fitness and nutrition coach and went for the first time this week, I was literally like nervous. And it's not like I've never done it before. It's okay to be nervous, and you just have to do it. You just have to take one step forward. So get into the community, ask questions. There's no, nobody's. We're not here to like pressure you into doing something you're not ready for or shouldn't be doing, but. Reach out and 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 investigate, okay, well, where am I not meeting my goals? Where am I not performing to my peak potential? Just take the, the step and figure it out.
0: Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. Our One Thing webinar for the month. We will send an email out with a replay of this. It'll also come out on the One Thing podcast. We'll send emails out about the upcoming webinars. We appreciate you making this investment of your time and learning more about this. And we appreciate you. Have a good one. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Charlotte Savoy. This wraps up part three of our accountability series. Folks, wherever you are in your life, if you feel like you are hitting up against a ceiling of achievement, you're missing a person. Maybe it's in the form of leverage where you need to bring somebody in in the form as an employee or a contractor. Or maybe you're missing a coach or a community. Every single one of us has an opportunity to seek mastery in an area that if we just focused on that, extraordinary results would become possible. Challenges? It's tough to read the label when you're inside the box. And we are all in our own box called our life. We need someone who will take an honest, unbiased perspective looking at us and who will hold us accountable to achieving what's possible when we might be fighting for limitations. It happens to all of us. Wherever you are in your journey to living the one thing, understand that more is possible for you. The question is, what's the lead domino for you? Could you benefit from joining a community that would support your goals like living your one thing? Do you need a coach like a Charlotte or one of our other amazing coaches for the one thing? If so, if you want to join the community, go to theonething.com slash community. You can get started today for free and test it out for the next two weeks by going to the onething.com slash community. And if you'd like to explore what it might look like to get a coach or even become one of our coaches, go to the onething.com slash training. Scroll down to the coaching and corporate training section and you can learn more. If this episode has brought value to you, who's one person you know that you think might benefit from listening to this? Would you share it with them today? It would mean the world to us. And if you are that new person, welcome to the One Thing Podcast. Nice to meet you. Please click that subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And you're going to want to be subscribed because in the next episode, I sit down with Kaylin Les, our content strategist, to talk about how you can choose what you will master wisely. Because Gary Keller says, if you want to live an extraordinary life, it requires that you master something. It only has to be one thing. The question is, how do you choose what that one thing that you will master will be. We're going to discuss that in the next episode. Between now and then, if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice, it would mean the world to us. It helps us reach more people and further live our purpose. Thanks. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode.